Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. It's another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily, episode 2308, and I'm Dr. Neil, your host of the show. Welcome back to another special Friday edition of Optimal Health Daily, where I answer your health questions related to fitness, diet and nutrition, and more. You send in the questions, and I answer them for you. Now, if you want to send an audio question in, come by oldpodcast.com slash ask, or you can call 61-I-LOVE-O-H-D. And don't forget, I'm also taking email questions. You can send those in to health at oldpodcast.com. Oh, and hey, it's the first Q&A episode of the month, and during the first Q&A episode of the month, I mention a bit about my background and credentials so you can better understand where my perspectives come from. Now, I've been obsessed with Batman for the longest time, but I wasn't always interested or obsessed with nutrition, exercise, health, and wellness. But being diagnosed with a chronic disease at the age of 19 definitely changed all of that. It was at that time I decided to focus my attention not so much on Batman, but on helping others so that no one else had to experience a chronic disease diagnosis like I did. But in order to do that, I wanted to be sure I had some credibility. Now, this is not meant to be a humble brag, but instead, gain your trust. I received both my master's and doctoral degrees in public health, and to make sure I covered all of my bases, I also became a registered dietitian nutritionist, a certified health education specialist, and I'm a certified exercise physiologist through the American College of Sports Medicine. I've been teaching in higher education for, let's see, over 15 years now, and I'm currently faculty within the California State University System. I've published peer-reviewed studies, presented at national conferences, and have been interviewed by over 70 different media outlets for basically all the topics I discuss on this podcast. So all of this to say that When I provide my commentary after each episode and answer the questions you send in, I hope you feel as though it's coming from a place of truth. My only intention is to help you feel your best. All right, and with that, let's finally hear today's question and start optimizing your life. Today's question came via email. Katie writes, I recently had a really bad bout of a bacterial infection, Clostridium difficile, or C. diff, and diverticulitis. If I haven't taken antibiotics recently, how could I have contracted this serious bacterial infection? Are there factors that would make me more susceptible to it? Also, 
I've had a hard time figuring out which probiotic is best to take. Is it safe to take two if they have different strains of bacteria? Also, is it possible that that nasty bacterial infection caused by C. diff caused my diverticulitis? Lastly, I'm so bummed that I was told to avoid nuts, seeds, and fruit and vegetable skins. I always hear that berries and seeds are good for you. I could really use some help navigating all of this. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to send in your question, Katie. I'm so sorry to hear what you've had to go through. Both C. diff and diverticulitis are pretty awful, and I really hope you start feeling better soon. So let me start at the beginning and talk about what Clostridium difficile is. Again, it's abbreviated C. diff. C. diff is a type of bacterium that invades the large intestine. It leads to signs and symptoms like abdominal cramping, severe diarrhea, nausea, and in more severe cases, blood or pus can start to appear in the feces. Someone with a C. diff infection may start to run a fever too. These are signs of a more serious form of C. diff and very severe cases can be fatal. Now, Katie, you mentioned that you haven't been on any antibiotics for a while, so you were surprised that you contracted C. diff. You're right that a C. diff infection is much more common after someone has completed a course of antibiotics. It's not that taking antibiotics is a bad thing, especially if your doctor prescribed them. The trouble, though, is that antibiotics are really good at their jobs. Antibiotics are built to kill bacteria. The problem with that is there are good and bad bacteria in our bodies, especially in our large intestines. So when we take antibiotics, they will kill all bacteria, good and bad. Antibiotics don't know any better. They're just doing their jobs. So after taking a course of antibiotics, our body is running low on good bacteria in the intestines bacteria that would normally protect us from something like a C. diff infection. So that's why, yes, taking antibiotics might make someone more susceptible to a C. diff infection. But in your case, Katie, it sounds like this didn't happen. The C. diff infection then must have been caused by something else. We do know that C. diff is everywhere around us. So most of us actually have this bacterium in our intestines right now. But maybe our good bacteria keep it in check. Or maybe, in your case, Katie, you were somehow exposed to a particularly harmful strain of C. diff. Maybe something you touched had this bacterium on it, and then that came in contact with your nose or mouth. So, how is it that someone may come in contact with C. diff or have it in their intestines and never get sick? Well, there are some factors that make some individuals more likely to experience signs and symptoms than others. For example, those identified as female at birth are more likely than those identified as male to become infected. Researchers don't really understand why this is. Also, those that don't wash their hands before they touch their face or before eating or preparing food are also more likely to become infected. Also, those whose immune systems just aren't quite as strong. And here's what's particularly interesting. Those with inflammatory bowel disease are also more likely to become infected. Now, Katie, you mentioned you were diagnosed with diverticulitis. Normally, to the naked eye, the lining of the intestine should look smooth. But in the case of diverticulitis, pockets form in the large intestine, and these pockets become infected. This leads to signs and symptoms that can be really similar to a C. diff infection, abdominal cramping, pain, fever, and possibly bouts of diarrhea. 
Now, technically, diverticulitis is not a type of inflammatory bowel disease, but it's possible you may have been experiencing diverticulitis without any signs or symptoms for a while. Then, you were exposed to C. diff somehow, and because of the underlying diverticula in the large intestine, it may have made you more susceptible. This would be my best guess, but more research is needed in this area for sure. Now, when it comes to probiotics, yes, you can take probiotics with different strains of bacteria. I would only do this, though, with the approval of your gastroenterologist. This is because some doctors would not recommend taking a probiotic during a diverticulitis flare-up. But there are some studies that found that taking probiotics with the lactobacillus casei or lactobacillus ruteri strains can be helpful for those with diverticulitis. But for probiotics to actually work, and this goes for all probiotics, they need to have enough bacteria colony forming units, abbreviated CFUs. They should have at least 500 million CFUs. Otherwise, they may not be effective for diverticulitis or really any other condition. Follow the instructions on the probiotic you end up buying. And the other thing we need to keep in mind is if we want to experience actual results, usually probiotics need to be taken every day for at least 10 days. But again, follow the dosing instructions on whichever probiotics you end up buying with your doctor's approval, of course. Now, lastly, when it comes to eating during a bout of diverticulitis, the recommendation is to actually avoid food until at least the flare-up calms down. So instead, you'd want to start with clear liquids like clear juices or sports drinks. Then, if that's well-tolerated, moving on to a low-fiber diet. This is where avoiding high-fiber foods like berries, nuts, seeds, and the skins of fruits and vegetables can be really helpful. But hopefully, the diverticulitis flare-up will go away soon. And so once things start to feel better, everything has started to calm down, you're no longer experiencing signs or symptoms, you can ask your gastroenterologist about adding these foods back into your diet. So avoiding berries, nuts, seeds, skins of fruits and vegetables is only temporary. In fact, it's often recommended to follow a high-fiber diet when those with diverticulitis are no longer experiencing symptoms. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster, and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, I hope this helps, Katie, and I wish you a speedy recovery. 
Oh, and if you want your question answered right here on the show and get a copy of our Optimal Living Daily Workbook for doing so, send one in. You can email one to health at oldpodcast.com. Or if you want your voice played on the show, come by oldpodcast.com slash ask. You can record right from your computer's microphone. It's really easy. And you can even play back your message and do retakes before sending it in. Or you can do it the old-fashioned way and call in your question. The number is 161-I-LOVE-OHD. That's 1-614-568-3643. All right, that'll do it for today. I hope you have a great start to your weekend and I'll see you back here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.